Hello and welcome to The Art of Intelligence, the podcast that brings you practical tips and nuances on all things data science and artificial intelligence from the perspective of leading voices in the industry. We hope you will listen in to our weekly conversations with industry experts, ranging from data scientists, managers, investors, and all the way to recruiters who share the experiences in working with AI in the industry. I'm your host, Dionisio Nunes, and in this episode, I speak to Samuel Yem, who is a manager at a multi-billion dollar retailer on the state of artificial intelligence in retail and brick and mortar retail in particular. Without further ado, my conversation with Simon Yem. Simon, thank you for coming to the Art of Intelligence. Can you tell us about yourself in a few words? Sure. I work in strategy and analytics in a multi-billion retailer. I develop analytics, build data models, and perform different analysis to generate insights for retail company leaders on making key business decisions. Outside of work, I also work on a few AI projects on emotion recognition and object detection. Can you tell us about the types of uh, uh, segments in retail where AI is being applied or should be applied? Sure. AI adoption in retail is relatively slow compared to other industry. Overall, AI penetration rate for retail today is about 40 to 50%. But when you break retail down into e-com and brick and mortar, we see much higher penetration rate in e-com compared to brick and mortar retail. E-com AI adoption rate today is well over 60%, but brick and mortar retail is still at about 40%. This is actually really interesting because when you look at the portion of e-com and brick and mortar in global retail, e-com is actually the much smaller piece compared to brick and mortar. As of 2019, global retail sales was about $25 trillion. Global e-com sales was around $3.9 trillion, about 15 to 16% of total global retail dollars. But when we look at AI adoption, we see a much higher adoption rate in e-com compared to brick and mortar. Right. And why do you think that's the case? I think in terms of AI adoption, we can see three main challenges. The first one is getting relevant data set to train the AI model. The second one is acquiring the required computing power for AI model training. The third one is hiring top data scientists. And I think the penetration rate gap between e-com and brick and mortar is mainly contributed by the availability of data. When you think about a customer shopping online, you actually can know exactly what they do, what they click, how much time they spend on each page, what they put into the car, what they remove from the car. But when a customer shop in a brick and mortar store, you don't have a lot of info about what they do in the store, how much time they spend in each section, what they pick up, what they put back. You just don't know. So we don't have a lot of behavioral data in terms of brick and mortar retail. Right. And, and what do you see the path forward for retail to begin to catch up? Or do you think it's fundamentally limited? We are seeing more technology to help brick and mortar retail to capture those data. Now we have more technology in motion capture, object detection to collect the customer's motion, their activities in the store. So I see there's a catch up in brick and mortar. But because from a traditional perspective, it's much easier to collect data in the e-com environment. That's why they're ahead. 
So the fascinating bit is that e-com has a much larger volumes of data and that speeds it up and that there's smaller advents in collecting behavioral data from a retail store, but these ones are not sophisticated enough. Why did it take so long? I mean, why are we only seeing this sort of motion capture data coming now? Is it driven by retail or from other industries? So even before AI adoption, you already have those data available what they click, how much time they spend, what they put into the car. Even if it's not for AI adoption, those data are already available for other purposes. Instead of just creating for the AI adoption. But for brick and motor retail, they usually just collect data in terms of transaction. At most is traffic counters or how many people just come into the store. But they don't start to create those data sets until they have to adopt AI for brick and motor. That's why it's slower. In terms of brick and motor retail, they are leaning more to use their data already exists, meaning they are leveraging their traditional demand data, replenishing data, price data. So the top usage of AI in brick and motor today actually focus on demand forecasting, replenishment, and price management. Right. How far does that take brick and mortar retail versus if the way to have, say, the types of sensors we have, the Amazons of this world beginning to use in their retail? How much further can they go if they had that data? Do you believe that there is a huge gap still to be filled that the transactions and demand forecasting isn't meeting? Or do you find that it's the, the potential is much, much larger than has been explored? The potential is much stronger. I would say the current AI application in brick and motor retail is barely scrapping the surface. Personally, I see there are a lot of opportunities such as using natural language processing to look into customer product reviews and extract customer feeling towards the product. And we can also apply emotion recognition to market research focus group footage to grind what the customer really feel and think about certain service, product, or a particular topic. I would say there are endless combination, endless possibility of that. But there is not just technical challenge. We also see a lot of challenge in terms of applying those AI solution in business. Right. So let's assume that uh, retail brick and mortar gets uh, the types of data that would take them to the 10 to the 10 acts. What would be the next challenge for them to really, you know, make use of the potential of artificial intelligence? I would say apart from the challenges from data, computing power, hiring top talent. From a practical perspective, there are two major challenges in terms of AI adoption. The first one is what I would call the black box problem. When you think about it, unlike executives in technology company who usually have a data first orientation, a lot of retail executives actually come from a much less tech savvy background. To them, AI is still very much a black box. Personally, I have seen very talented data scientists who can develop sophisticated forecasting models which have great results, and they struggle when they present those models to executives. So when they go into the room, they explain to the executive, they focus on the technical part and tell them, okay, this is great, this got results. But the executives have a hard time understanding it, and at the end, 
the usual result is the executive will say, well, we love those results. I think the result is great, but can we use something more simple, something that I can understand to do our forecast? And at the end of the day, usually the model got thrown away, not for technical reason, but because the executive simply cannot base their forecast, base their business process on something they cannot understand themselves. So that's the first challenge. The second challenge is the actual cost and effort required for AI adoption in business environment. Adoption of AI in retail usually come with a number of costs. For example, upgrading IT infrastructure, investing in cloud solution, hiring new employees to manage new AI system, training existing employees on new process. And in order to justify such a big cost, the proposal has to come with a big return in order for it to be practical and make sense to the organization. Right. What approaches do you think would a data scientist that joins such an industry should take to be able to meet those two, being able to navigate the around the black box of the problem to captivate management attention and also bringing, uh, having the business seven as to convey the business value that this will deliver? One thing very important is be thoughtful about the AI solution is really practically makes sense to the company in terms of investment. Well, technically, it may be great, but the investment side, it may not make sense given the big cost over there. That is the first thing. Also, I think it's very important for the data scientists to know the numbers, meaning they try to prepare actual numbers for the return of investment and prepare the successful business case for the solutions. Example for past success certainly help. Also, some industry number will actually help to convince the executive. One last thing is try to explain in the simplest language that the executive can understand. Because if you start with tech language, you are going to lose everyone at the very beginning. Sometimes it's not really about communication about the model. It's about those small details in delivering. I believe those small details, if well done, can contribute tremendous value to the success of the actual proposal. Fascinating. Now, one more than being a strategist, you are also a tinkerer or even a maker. You would probably describe yourself. I've read a few articles you've written um, on Medium using image recognition for various applications. How would those be used in a concrete problem in retail that you would have identified? I have written two articles on object detection. One is detecting traffic. So how much time the customer actually spend in each section of the brick and mortar store in the area. So that actually can help the retailers to know, well, that is the most popular session. So if you have some product you would like to introduce to the customer, maybe your best-selling product, your new product, you may want to put them in that particular session. I also have an article about object detection in terms of detecting the pentagram, what kind of products are actually on the shelf, what the quantity, what is the price point according to the tag. That actually can help retailers to understand if they're looking at their own store, they can actually save a lot of time in terms of inventory count. They know what kind of quantity, what price point of product is actually on their own shelf. They can also use that for competitor research 
Imagine they use an AI model with the competitor's products trained in that AI model. They can actually, with one store worth of time in their competitor's store, they can know exactly in all the pentagram what price point of products are on each shelf, what combination of products are on the shelf, and what quantity are those. So it's really, really powerful tools for brick and mortar in terms of different purpose. Now, just tying that back to the problem of explaining that to management, how would you bring that case in particular to build a case to demonstrate that this is actually available? So I will start with presenting is like the, the potential, the possibility, what the solution will help them to solve their problem better today. For example, today, infantry count, usually it takes teams of infantry department employees to do cycle count on a quarterly basis, which spend weeks or at least days to finish. Now, with that object detection solution, it may just take a matter of hours at most. For competitors research, usually it takes time for them to send in their product expert to other store and then to look at the shelf and then do the analysis. It may also take weeks or months to do it. Now, with the model, it may just take days or hours to do it. It's a lot of time saving, a lot of cost saving. I will present those results first. And also try to be realistic, not sugarcoating about the cost. Well, those are the requirements, but with those requirements actually have reasonable return for you. And try to be really simple instead of going into details, what kind of model I use, what kind of library I use. Just keep in mind, well, they are not really tech industry audience and just keep it simple and layman. That's very interesting, right? So I think that's the, 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 the fact that you bring the reduction in cost because of the time saved, to me, sounds like a compelling uh, uh, argument to go forward. And suppose that this particular model you've built performs, do you see that the industry as is would be ready to take a model like the one you've written about? In, what are some of the infrastructure challenges that you foresee that might affect the choice of model you build? So it will go back to the three main challenges, right? Do we have the relevant data set in terms of product? It will be easier for a retailer to train their AI model with their own product, but can you actually obtain all the data set of competitors' product? Do you have that capability? In order to chain a large amount of images of products, you need the computing power. How much money do you need to spend to upgrade your IT infrastructure or invest in cloud-based solution? And do you have the personnel actually to manage all those processes? Do you have the budget to train your employee to deal with new processes? I have to keep those in mind to see if that makes sense to their organization. Technically makes sense is one thing, but in the real business environment, I think the practicality is as important, if not more important than the technicality of the AI itself. That's actually interesting. We've touched upon the identification of a problem and the solution and why it's relevant, but now we get into a point where the limitations of whether this model actually gets to leave or implemented depends on the company's readiness on IT infrastructure. How much value would a model have to deliver 
to be convincing enough in your experience for an, a retail organization to be willing to invest? It takes results and time for the management and other employees to understand and to accept those results. I see those process start as baby steps. They try some simple solution with some contractors. They see some results and then they think about, well, do we want to try more? When they see the results, they go from there, reaching a point, okay, maybe it makes sense for us to develop our own team, have our own infrastructure to it. But it usually takes some time because actually they, won't, they don't want to throw something into dark and hope that we'll have great results. Most companies usually does not do that. And it's usually slower, as I mentioned before. It's not really like tech company, their executive actually have a data-first orientation. They're really open to new technology. Retail executives have relatively less tech-savvy background, so they usually take that slower and more caution approach in terms of adopting new technology. What would is there a role for a data scientist in that process of defining whether they should go, whether an organization should go uh, with a contractor, or if they should build the very initial part? Data scientists will be a good medium between the company and the contractors. The in-house data scientists can help to identify what is actually necessary for the company, what is technically and practically makes sense to the company, and then they can connect the company to the right contractors and also define what are the first experiments the company should start with. So they actually have really important role in this process. I mean, we've talked a lot about the ins and outs of applying artificial intelligence in the, in the retail area, what challenges are faced going from problem identification, problem solving, and actually infrastructure to allow the implementation. Now, we'd like to move on to uh, some ideas that you have. What are your thoughts on AI in retail beyond what we've talked about? Sure. One thing I find very, very interesting, I found a lot of people actually love AI and care by AI at the same time. They like the convenience brought by AI, but also intimidated by the fact that AI is substantially changing the current business process they know. So when you think about it, the adoption of AI actually comes with a lot of changes to both employers and employees. When you adopt AI in retail, it actually changed a lot of business practices. For example, with AI automation, a lot of processes could be eliminated. This implies the companies may need a new combination of workforce. For example, instead of data entry position, company may need more data scientists to build data model. From a company perspective, this is extremely important for them to incorporate this consideration into organizational development, and workforce planning. From an employee perspective, it is very important for everyone to keep learning new skills in order to stay relevant in the company and in the job market as a whole, which I find this very interesting. If you were to look at the current distribution of the types of employees within retail, which ones do you think are at the highest risk of uh, losing their job if they are not retrained? it will be some really manual data entry job. So more mechanical and repetitive 
those jobs will be at the highest risk, I believe. Right. And how do you propose companies or do you have ideas on how uh, companies would go about uh, adopting AI and minimizing the risks to their workforce? I think it's very important. The company actually incorporate that into organizational planning and also be open to the employee and say, well, we are going to do this and we are going to provide you with certain kind of training so actually you can be assimilated to the new process because actually it's important on both sides. Their organization needs to evolve, but the employees also need to evolve themselves in order for them to keep contributing at the same level to the organization. Right, right. So I guess in the, 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 the fight to remain relevant becomes more urgent with the adoption of artificial intelligence if you are not already in the field, I believe. Yeah, I think it's across the board, at least in some group, they actually fear that AI is going to take away their job security. And some people even think adopting AI is something that is against the good old past practice some kind of threat to the company's brand identity. Personally, I think it's not really about that. First of all, advancement of AI in business and our lives is inevitable. And incorporating AI into business, to me, is more about future and presence rather than against the past. To me, this is the only way for a business to stay relevant in the market in the long run. So we just need to evolve and adopt to it. I think AI is never going to completely replace human being. In fact, the combination between AI and human wisdom is going to yield the best business results. In this particular point, I think Steve Jobs actually say the best. He used to say technology alone is not enough. It's technology married liberal art and humanities that use results that make his heart sing. And when you think about it, AI is actually this intersection. And I truly believe with AI, we can actually make our world a better place. And with those words, we are going to end this show. Thank you very much, Simon, for coming into the show. And I, I hope our listeners will enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I did. So thank you very much. Thank you so much.